All right, hello, welcome to Idiots on Parade. Uh, Jake and I basically paused for five seconds, and uh, we're picking right up. We this is like being in a goddamn time machine, yes, man. I just watched that movie Interstellar last night too, because my leg was all fucked How up. Is it? So I, I was I heard like, mixed things. Like I like Christopher Nolan, but I heard mixed things. Ah, uh, dude, I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a sucker for futuristic sci-fi movies. I, I I liked it. It was it was long, but you know what? That was it was perfect for me. I was I was laying around kind of out of it with an ice pack on my fucked up leg and I I couldn't move. So I was like I like that this thing is holding me hostage for for three goddamn hours when they they, they probably could have made it like a 2 hour movie. I'm not yeah, going to lie. But they he wanted to pad it a little bit. All right. Yeah. Well, 2 weeks ago, uh, I complained about podcasts. I talked about how overproduced they were and, you know, bullshit and sound effects. And it didn't. So I kept searching, and my wife told me about one called Serial. And I played it, the first episode of season one, and they just started season two. And it's everything I wanted in a podcast. It's like listening to a documentary. It's just talking with interviews and clips, but it's all facts. It's no m- real, like, music and, and then, bum, bum, bum. You know, it's just straightforward. And the thing I like about it is they take one topic and they discuss it for the entire season. So 12 episodes and... What was the topic for season one? Because I, I listened to the first two episodes of season two. They've got two out for season two already. I, I haven't listened to season one, though. Well, season one was about uh, a man in prison who may or may not have murdered his ex-girlfriend in high school. And so what they do with every episode is they present new evidence and or new theories and the reason i like it so much is because it discusses it doesn't discuss but it it's an examination of how we process information you listen to one episode and you're like holy shit dude he's fucking guilty fuck that keep him in prison then you listen to the next episode and you're like whoa he's probably innocent let him out then you listen to the next episode and you don't know what to think and it's like that's so you listen to the first two of season two, and it's so because we're a very fast food nation these days. We we get a headline and we make a decision when in reality every problem is you know there are many different. It's very deep. There is a depth there to examine during every problem. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I, I like that. It's uh, it's kind of like I, I I took some history classes when I was in in, in college and. What they were really big on was switching up your sources. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like you can't just have one source. You got to, you know, you combine sources and you you figure out where they meet. You take into consideration which way they're going to be slanting. You, you you know, you do all that. And they, they do that with this because, I, I mean, the, the thing about living in an age where there's so much information is you really get to be picky and choosy with which information that you use. And so if you want to go all with something that proves a certain slant because that's the way you believe, you can you can just fucking stick to that one source. You can you know, you can or or, or sources that that are of that ilk that kind of line up with that sort of um ideology or background or you know whatever whereas this it really jumps around about something that's um you know pretty current eventsy i mean i know this happened a few years ago or whatever especially once 
when that, that guy went missing. I mean, well, that, that was a long time ago. Well, that's season two. Let's, let's get what, We didn't ever... So season two, the two episodes you was listening to are about Bo Bergdahl, the, the soldier in Afghanistan... Oh, that's right. Yeah, we haven't talked about walked off that, yeah. his base. So keep going. Yeah, the, it's, it's current, but... To, what you when when it happened when he like nobody really heard about it until we made the trade um it wasn't big news when he left the base so much i remember hearing a little about it but when obama brought him home then it blew up and everybody took a different side like fox news was screaming traitor how dare obama bring him home he should be court-martialed and locked up and well they showed us pictures of that guy when i was in afghanistan man. yeah well, let's we'll, we'll get into that in a second. And then the other side was like, he's an American soldier. He deserves to come home. How dare Fox News? And I guess the thing was, when he went missing, Sarah Palin was like, oh, my God, we've got to save him. And when Obama saved him, he's like, how dare Obama save him? But the whole point is, nobody went into depth as to what happened. So you made your judgment like, fuck him. He des- he's a deserter or he's a kid that made a mistake. So now... Here we are a couple of years later, and this podcast is going in-depth, examining, examining what happened... And you, you listen to two episodes, and it fucks you up. I'll just tell my point, and then you can tell your point. Like, I listened to the first episode, and he's basically a dumb kid. He's not really a deserter. He wanted to try and prove something. I'm not even going to go into details. But I'm, think, I'm listening, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? Just kick him out of the army. You don't need to put him in jail. But then you listen to episode two, and it talks about the search and recovery for him right after he went missing. And you have these soldiers that are out for 19 and... 20 and 31 day tours of uh, just off base uh, what, what's it called? I said tour but that's a tour of duty. What, missions. What, mission, yeah. yeah and dude, like those, those multi-day missions were fucking miserable too, and man. Longest one I ever did was like is, nine days yeah, and not, it's miserable, dude. Like you're you're just living in the trucks yep. and you're, you, you know, so you're you're basically wearing like the same uniform. You know, you've got yeah, all your one fucking guy gear on. pants on day one and had to wear shitty pants for 19 days. Oh yeah, dude. And you're not you're not really sleeping that well because a those those military trucks are not made for comfort and then b you got all that gear on and so you'll you'll doze off for a couple hours here and there but it's not like deep sleep it's like you're sort of half asleep and so by by the end of you know if if you do like you know four days or more more than that um you're you're basically just fucking hallucinating hardcore by by the end of that fucking shit like like the longest one I ever did was like nine days. And it was fucking horrible, man. Yes, yeah, so those guys are out there for 19. It'd be goddamn awful. And so, yeah, and I listened to that episode, and I immediately flipped my switch. And I'm like, wow, fuck him. He cost so much money, and he, the, to, to put all the military, because they were using so, it was like entire battalions were searching for him in different parts of the country. And he was using all the resources. They were calling uh, people and saying, all right, you're no longer searching for terrorists. You're searching for Bo Bergdahl. So all the resources went to finding him. And so instead of me saying, wow, he's just a stupid kid that was trying to do something. Now I'm thinking, well, fuck him, throw him in jail for it. But, you know, and I'm sure when it comes to episode three, they're going to present another point of view that's going to make me go like, and that's what's fucked about information is it flips so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I still hold the opinion that, yeah, that, that dude fucked up. But he also did five years with the Taliban. With the Taliban. Yeah. So I, I'm like, kind of call it fucking time served, man. But then here's here's what gets me more than anything was he got he came back what like a a year or two ago. It yeah. was like a year ago, right? A year ago. This dude's still in the fucking army. This dude's still in the army. He's got like an admin job 
And that's that's what makes me glad I'm not in the army anymore. That's what a fucked up organization that that thing is. Is they're like, well, uh, do we give him life in prison or do we give him a cush admin job? And it's like, what, do something in between. At least kick him out. What the yeah, fuck are you talking about? Dishonorable discharge. Even if you don't put him in prison, the first thing that should have been done is an investigation and a dishonorable discharge that says, dude, whatever your reasons, you walked off base. You were trying to prove something and. Yeah, because the dishonorable discharge will follow you the rest of your career, the rest of your life. Like, there will be... Well, yeah, and, and there's even discharges, other because you got, you got honorable, you got dishonorable, and then you got other than honorable, which honestly, most things that people think would be dishonorable discharges is other than honorable. It's hard to get a dishonorable, man. So even if you, like, just whatever, get, get him the fuck out of there, man. Get him, because I think he's even been promoted since then. I was reading a thing that says he's an E5 now, like a oh, sergeant. that's funny. And I'm like, I'm like, what do you... So you got, how does this fucking work? Now he's got people underneath him, So and he's in Texas. What's he going to just fucking wander? Like, hey, we're going to go wander into fucking Tijuana, and we're going to take nothing but a compass and a pocket knife and a bag of weed, and we're going to go fucking wander in Tijuana. No, at least even if you're going to keep him in, keep him away from the Mexican border, man. Those cartels are just as bad as the Taliban half the time. No shit. Well, let's. I keep saying that he walked off to prove something. I did want to talk to you about that because we've talked. Uh, so why he left the base, according to his story, was that military intelligence was fucked up. His commanders were, you know, he was basically saying that the military is a big clusterfuck and he wanted to walk from his base to another base. He literally wanted to be reported missing and then sort of raise red flags like, holy shit, we lost a soldier. Then he would show up at the other base and say, see, this is what I did. You know, listen to me. We have to change the system. Well, instead of that happening, he got captured. But seriously, you were in the army. Name a single soldier that said, you know what? The army is run really efficiently, and I think they do a great job, and I love my job. Like, nobody I've ever talked to said the military is efficient, but to leave your base and abandon your post to prove that it's inefficient, that's the most fucked up stupid thing I've ever heard. Well, it, it is, and <clears throat> more importantly, it, it bothers me that he's, he's sort of trying to blame his, his chain of command on this one. Yeah, that's what he the, said. Is he, he, he wanted to talk to a general about how fucked up things are, but nobody would let him talk to a general. Yeah, so he's like, and, I'll leave the base, then they'll let me talk to a general. It's, it's like stupid all the way around. Well, well yeah, he was saying like, oh, well, you, you know, it was so messed up that they, they were going to get somebody killed. And so I was trying to do it to save the lives of yeah. uh, you, you know, my fellow soldiers. But here's the thing. He didn't give any specific examples. That, that's one thing I was, I was waiting for. I was like, okay, I could... I could give you specific examples of shit that, uh, you know, people in my chain of command have done that was needlessly risking the lives of somebody. And if I had done something that fucked up because they were risking the lives of people in my platoon, I would have at least listed those things. I would have been like, oh, well, you know, my, my, my LT had us dismount because he knew there was an ambush and he fucking walked us right into it. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of thing because he, he wanted he, – I, I don't know, man. He had some bravado shit that he wanted to do. Or my LT sent uh, a kid that was in my team, unbeknownst to me at the time, up the side of this fucking mountain because they said, like, the the Afghan army told them on one mountain there's definitely a bunch of landmines. On this mountain, there's like a 50-50 chance there's a bunch of landmines. So he sent a kid in my team and a few other guys walking up the 50-50 mountain to see if he'd blow up or not. So he could fucking just set a guy up there to 
I don't know, see the road we were looking at from a little bit higher view, right? I would have listed those fucking things. You know, I'm not saying that, like, you know, lots of, dude, like a light infantry fucking unit in, in Afghanistan, that's what the fuck you do, man. Like, you, you, you know, they're going to be putting their guys in fucking jeopardy. Like, that's just sort of the name of the game. I mean, you know, there's instances where they did it needlessly, sure. But, like, if I would have done some shit like that because they were putting people in my platoon in risk needlessly, I would have listed those reasons. He didn't do that. He was, well, you know, they were just doing things that that wasn't good. And I was like, they should be doing things that are good. And they're going to get somebody killed. And they're blah, 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 blah. And he just, he had no specific reasons. And that's that's how I knew he was just kind of bullshitting. He was just basically uh, a, a shitbag, man. Uh, well, I mean, and the it, thing that is worse about it is when they talk about in the second episode. So he's talking about saving lives. Well, once he gets captured, everybody's trying to find him, and therefore everybody's life is in danger. Lives are in danger because they talked about the goodwill that was lost because they were going into towns, villages they'd never visited, and the first thing that happens is the American military shows up and starts kicking in doors and telling women wearing, you know, burqas, hey, we need to see your face to make sure you're not an American. Oh, and that's, that's a big goddamn deal there, too, man. Because, dude, he was, he was in Paktika. Uh, I, was, I was in a province right next to it called Paktia. <laughs> it's almost the same fucking name, which I'm sure gets confusing there. Oh, yeah, but, well, that's um, how we end up bombing the wrong place, usually. Paktia, yeah. Paktia, just send the bombs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd say it's a whole province, but it, like, anyway, it's very rural where we're at. And so, yeah, the women don't leave the house without a male family right. member. They have the fucking the burkas, the headdresses, all that shit. You only see the eyes. You're not supposed to look at them. You're not, you know. And the only time that we would like check, like, like have them pull back their veils to see if it was a woman was we would bring a female because there was no women in the infantry units but we would bring a, a female army person along to fucking do that because according to their little book of superstitions from the desert thousands of years ago that's okay right so and then, know, so in the would, interview that we're talking about the, the, there was a male soldier who said we generally leave the women alone because we're oh, trying yeah. to do and he said that's a big goddamn deal yeah there. and i understood that too so i mean like here we are this he, bo is saying oh i'm trying to save lives and instead like that, that would be the equivalent here is if if a male cop went in and was like yeah we have uh, we a guy that's disguising himself as a woman i'm gonna need to take a look at your wife's pussy yeah. to uh make sure that it's not a guy like it's that's just the way they consider that shit, dude. Yeah, the pussy the stretches thing. everywhere around the body except for the eyes and the middle of the nose. I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. I, I think you should listen to season one, but that has nothing to do with anything. But yeah, I so no, I'll, ch I'll check it out, man. I know I was I was really to, impressed with season two, man. The, and the two I'm curious to see, like you said, he doesn't list any reasons. But that's what this show does, is it fucks with your emotions. Now, maybe episode well, he three will be getting into detail, because they said in episode one, he hasn't really talked to anybody except this guy interviewing him. So they really release information slowly to, again, get our emotions up and down and sideways and confuse us. And I'm not saying I'll go back to, oh, he's just a dumb kid. But, like, yeah, he. I don't know what he deserves as punishment now. Maybe not life in prison, Maybe, you know, I, don't, I, I have no idea what to think. Now I actively don't want to make a snap judgment. I want to wait for the entire season to end and then go, okay, this is how I personally feel. Even though I have nothing invested in The Army's going to do what the Army's going to do. And my, you know, the public will have no say. Well, here's, 
here's one thing that they did go back and ask him in episode two. Because in episode two, they were interviewing uh, not only other other soldiers like in his unit and other units that were looking for him, but they actually found Taliban guys that were willing yeah, to yeah. talk about this shit. And that was great. And the story is different. Dude, he said they yeah. caught me this way, and they're like, well, we caught him this way. Yeah. And one thing that that they were asking the, uh, the, the Taliban guys, they were trying to figure out why he did it. And then he came back and was saying, like, yeah, I was trying to explain to them, but they didn't know English too good. I was saying... Um, my commanders were very disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My fa- my commanders were rude. Yes. And it's like, oh, really? Disrespectful, rude? Because a minute ago in podcast one, I was listening to you say that they were going to get somebody killed. And it was all about the safety of your... It's like, no, you were a shitbag who got in trouble fucking constantly. And, and you just you, you didn't know how to deal with that. Because, I mean, you know, to be fair, it is fucking stressful for those guys, man. The guys that are constantly getting in trouble. It would be like if, if you were... If you worked at a job where you were constantly getting in trouble, but you lived at that job, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not good for those guys' states of mind. And the thing is, to actually fucking wander off a fob in in southeast Afghanistan like that, like, that's, that goes beyond, like, just being a shitbag. It's like, yeah, he was a shitbag, and that's what kind of sparked it. But I'm saying this dude was mentally ill. You don't fucking do that unless you have... Mental problem. It's not like no one wandered off my fob because they were like, "Well, I, you know, I have the urge to to leave and go into shitty rural uh, southeast Afghanistan where it's dangerous as fuck and there's no running water and and raise chickens for the rest of my life or whatever fucking kind of crazy shit." But uh, you know, I'm not doing that because I swore an oath to blah 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 blah. It's like, no, you don't have the urge to do that unless something is not firing in your fucking brain, dude. Like something is off. I'm not saying that that completely excuses what he did, but I'm saying that like that, I, I think it's part of the explanation. Right. And then also I say fucking call it time served because like, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. If, if you do something fucking wrong and whatever happens to you, like come close or outweighs the punishment that you were going to get somehow, as like a direct result, like you don't, you don't need further punishment on top of that. Like there was a guy in one of those multi-day missions that, that we were on. It was a different guy in my battalion. He was actually a a security guy for my, our colonel. I probably shouldn't, I don't know, talk about it. Yeah, fuck it. Um, (laughs) but he, uh, no names are being given. No names. Yeah. Yeah. No names. Fuck it, man. Like, not going to get in as much trouble as this guy. <laughs> it's not the worst thing to happen in that area of the country, I suppose. But, um, they, like, I'd always said on those multi-day missions when people get so goddamn tired that they're hallucinating from sleep deprivation and they got all these, you know, loaded weapons and shit. Like, so, something bad's going to happen, you know? So, it's something real bad. I mean, this kid shot himself in the, in the, in the nuts Done. with a 9mm pistol. Oh. Yeah, he was in the turret of a Humvee. He was in a colonel security detail. I think you told uh, this story before, but it's always good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this ties back. This ties back to the Bird Daw thing, right? So his story was that someone was handing him up the 9 mil in the turret, and he dropped it, and it went off, which is is bullshit, kind of like the Bird Daw thing. It's it's, it's trying not to get in trouble. Because for one thing, those things are made to get kicked around those fucking vehicles. The things are all... Kevlar, which is hard as shit, and you know they're bouncing around. They design them not to go the fuck off unless you know you have the safety off and you're pulling the trigger, man. Like I've had my shit bouncing around so many goddamn times. 
I, I would be riddled with bullet holes if those things just fucking went off from being dropped or bumped up, you know. So, and then also, like, you don't need a 9 mil up there. You, you have, like... You have a 50 cal. Yeah, you got a 50 cal and then a 240 Bravo that's fucking back up. And, and, then, and then an M4. Like, what do you... If, if someone's getting close enough to you that you're using the well, fucking 9mm. 9 9mm mil is for, uh, for close quarters. You're not shooting yeah. the distance using a 9 And if you ran out of all the bullets for all those other things, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, you're gonna, it's, 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 it's good that you got the heart to go with the 9 mil, but you, you were going to die anyway. But either, either way, so it's bullshit that you, you yeah. yeah. Making up, who knows? Maybe they were screwing around. Maybe whatever. Either way, this guy had a fucking nine mil bullet, bullet go through one of his testicles and then through his taint, right? And he gets medevac. I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it's like I'm laughing out like you. Literally, when you said that, my hand instinctively, unconsciously reached down and sort of cupped myself, like, oh god! But I'm laughing. Oh yeah. It's like. Like it's I'm brutal. protecting my my nuts from the phantom bullet from the story I'm hearing, but anyway, yeah, sorry. It's, I just it's, I started laughing brutal. and realized I was covering yeah. my ball sack. So it went. Well, you, you got to laugh, otherwise taint. you have to consciously think about the mortality of one of your testicles yeah. and, and and the the possibility that we do live in a world where nine millimeter bullets can go through those fucking things. But so it goes through the yeah. testy, it goes through the taint, uh-huh. and so he, you know, he, he of course. I'm guessing passed out from the pain pretty quick. Yeah. But he w- he wakes up. He gets medevac. He he wakes up in the hospital, um, and he's he's got a, a a purple heart, you know, which you get for being wounded in a combat zone, <laughs> and an Article 15 waiting for him when he wakes up. What, what, <laughs> purple well, No, no. I'm saying like no. You you get that if you if you get fucked up in a combat zone, it doesn't matter. Like you get a purple heart. And, but All he's right. also What's the has, Article Fifteen. Article Fifteen is like a, like a punishment from from the military. It's like uh, they, they they deduct a rank most of the time. They take pay. There's disciplinary things. It's like a formal. You fucked up. Here's a punishment. Right. So the, what I'm saying is like yeah, if you have a negligent discharge, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah, you you, you got to fucking. That's what she. You got to be held hey. accountable for it. She did say that. She did say that. However. If you having negligent discharge and you blow one of your balls off, time served is what I'm yeah. saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's not like the, the article spent time with Taliban. What you, what's the worst you're going to do? Because he talks about yeah. that in episode one. He said they kept him in a room so dark he couldn't see the hand in front of his face. Like they really yeah. fucked with him. I mean, you, was, you go crazy. You go you go yeah. fucking crazy. That's like solitary confinement with no lights or anyone to talk to. Like yeah, you, you go you go fucking nuts, man. And you know. It's almost like like the army always has this sort of like if someone fucks up, even if they fuck themselves up, they're like, well, we got to make an example of them. Otherwise, other people are going to do it. If we don't punish this kid for blowing one of his nuts off, everyone's just going to go <laughs> blowing their balls off all willy nilly. Oh, big army doesn't do nothing to you for blowing your nuts off. Bam, there goes one. And there goes, there goes the other one just for good measure, just because I can. Just because I can get away with it. I think it's hilarious that they gave him a purple heart because that's supposed to be seen as a badge of honor. Like, I was wounded in combat, and they, you have a story to tell. Like, wow, you have a purple heart. What happened? Well, I was fucking around with my gun and blew my own balls off. Like, how yeah. do you, you don't turn that into a hero's return? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really is. But that's the thing is, um, I mean, you can, you can argue that. You know, you argue, well, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he was on sleep depth and, 
you know, hadn't slept in three days or whatever. Uh, I mean, not, not really. Then he probably wouldn't. And I I mean, that's, that's the argument I would make, but at the same time, I mean, that's not my point. My point is uh, you don't need to punish somebody when a, a direct action, you know, consequence of that action is way more punishment than they fucking need. Like if a dude is speeding and he gets pulled over by a cop, that dude should get a ticket. You know what I mean? I mean, not if he was only going five to ten over. Right, let's be honest. Right. Well, let's talk but about like, my Indians from last week. They they yeah. were in the wrong lane. They smashed their car up against the guardrail. Depending on what they tell the cop, because everybody left because they were fine, right. just acting freaked out. It's like they can lie to the cop and say a deer ran out in front of them. But if the cop is like, well, you know, uh, inattentive driving, because they were they were teenagers, they were probably texting right. or joking around or pulling. They were doing something stupid. But as long as they tell a decent enough lie to the cop, he doesn't have to give them a ticket. But it, it like you're saying, is like, and it's well, not, you it's not necessary. Your car, here's a ne- here's a ticket for negative. It's not, it's driving. not necessary to give them a ticket at that point. You know, yeah. if 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 a dude just like gets pulled over for speeding, sure, give them the, a ticket. The, the, but the, the dad's going to sell her off now. That's like you said. Right, right. And if if a dude is, is smashes a car into a tree, and now he's a paraplegic because he's he's he was speeding. It's it's kind of unnecessary to give him a ticket at that point. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's just kind of like you know, damage is done. He knows not to do it again. He's got to get one of those crazy vans where you drive with buttons now, and he's probably going to drive it a little goddamn slower. So, no reason to do that. You're you're driving your car with a blow tube like Christopher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you don't you don't need the ticket and. Bergdahl does not need more prison time. Yeah. But he does need to get the fuck out of the Army. That's why I love that the Army's like, well, you know, should <laughs> we give him a higher job. rank and a cushion <laughs> desk job, or should we give him life in prison? I don't know. got to be one of those two things. Well, crazy, they man. said the one thing that I heard that I – they said they gave him the desk job to get him out of the way, and they has, he has an escort because – they're trying to avoid vigilante justice, uh, a fellow soldier beating the shit out of him, which I could easily see happening. Well, you, you know, at that point, then... A desk job, I mean, they should have just kicked him out. There's no way he could go back into combat service like, well, you, five years with the Taliban, time served. Well, yeah, unit yeah. Because, like, yeah. nobody wants to serve with him. And I, I did think about, like, well, maybe they're doing this to protect him because if he got a job at the Cracker Barrel, someone might find out that he works at the Cracker Barrel and shoot up that Cracker Barrel. But, I mean, I, you know... Sort of do like a witness protection thing for him. I mean, I'm not saying you got to go as in-depth as you do high-level mobsters. But, you know, fuck it. Give him a fake ID. Give him a ticket to Alaska. Like, here, your your name is Chris, not Bergdaw now. And <laughs> no one's going to fuck with you. Here's a fake mustache. Just, you know, don't let him in the fucking army, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. I guess stop <laughs> laughing at both the name and the fake mustache. <laughs> Chris, not Bergdahl. That sounds a little goddamn suspicious. What no, they it's, it's not Bergdahl. It's, yeah, it's not Bergdahl. And I'm, I, literally, it's not Bergdahl. Not, not Bergdahl. Not, what they should do is they should uh, hook him up. He needs to sit down and have an interview with that guy. I can't remember his name, but he caught the when the Cubs were going to go to the World Series... He was in the bleachers and leaned forward into the field and caught the, the ball, the winning home run for the opposing team, and everybody in Chicago wanted to kill him. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, that's who Bergdahl needs to hang out with. Like, okay, how does it feel to be the most hated man uh, who did something so fucked up? How did, he, he, you know, that picture of him with the headphones on just sitting yeah. there? Yeah. 
him and like okay we we got to get them together with other people that are like not in jail or about to go to jail but they're free but people hate them so like we get them together with like him and who's another one george zimmerman and well gibson too cocky yeah um i was gonna say pharma boy but he did get arrested so that's that's good well no i'm saying like they all need to they need to form like a musical band (laughs) <laughs> and and they could they could travel around the world playing like country songs or, or blues or something and just singing about how they're, how they're hated yeah, by everyone yeah that would that would be a good bit like just sad sad country and blues songs about being hated by the entire world there was one part of the Bo Bergdahl story that I thought was funny and I think it took place in episode two where he talked about trying to escape. Where I was just thinking, like, okay, first of all, let me say up front, I've never been captured, kidnapped by anybody, much less the Taliban. So I do not know how I would react in that situation. That said, when he is saying that he is, uh, I think, got a bag over his head and he doesn't know where he is and he's, his hands are tied behind his back and he's trying to get his hands around his front, he wants to, you know, he's tied up. He talks about standing up and making a run for it, and he's tackled immediately by, like, he says, the entire village quote. I mean, like, to me, that was actually funny. You, you, you can't see, you don't know where you are, you're tied up, but your legs aren't tied up, so goddammit, you're going to make a run for it. Like, that to me was kind of funny and stupid. Like, really? They're just going to see you running away with a bag over your head and go, wow, he, he's escaping, someone should do something. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe his thing is like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to run out and try to fucking hide somewhere and then get this shit off my head or I, I, I don't know. It's probably like, I would imagine if you're fucking captured by the Taliban, the only thing that's going through your mind is probably I'm going to get my head cut off on the internet within the next 10 to 20 minutes. So I'll run in any direction and hope that I don't get my head chopped off on the internet and I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. That makes sense. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed if you have topic ideas, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com, email us. And, um, yeah, that's about all I can think of to say in goodbye. Goodbye. Later.